Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. And today I'm joined by Dr. Donnie Wilson, and I'm so excited to share our conversation. Dr. Donnie is a naturopathic doctor who, through the process of solving her own 25 years of migraines, developed her stress recovery protocol that she uses with her patients to help them reverse all sorts of challenging health conditions, including autoimmunity. Today, we talk about how important it is to know your stress type in order to dial in your stress recovery, why it's important to measure your cortisol and adrenaline levels, and how to begin to heal your adrenal distress. Dr. Donnie shares with us invaluable nuggets from her upcoming book, Master Your Stress, Reset Your Health, which is just about to become available. This is a must-listen-to episode. You are worth it. Dr. Donnie, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. I love to get started with your journey. How did you get to be this amazing naturopath helping people heal from all kinds of chronic challenges and issues? I always say, I'm guessing when you were a little girl, this wasn't what you thought you would be doing. Well, and I, I joke that I, I grew up in a pharmacy. My father is a pharmacist. And so I really grew up all around the pharmacy and pharmaceuticals. And it's, I think even my parents were surprised when I then was studying to get a pre-med degree in science. Then I decided to add a degree in nutrition. And I started to have this thought, is there a kind of medicine that integrates nutrition into care and healthcare. And that's when I found out about naturopathic medicine. And immediately I was like, that's exactly, it was like, it felt like a dream come true, you know, because that's what made sense to me at that time. And so instead of going to pharmacy school, I went to naturopathic medical school. So it was, I was pretty early on in my, in my life that I ended up figuring this out. And I realized that actually as a pharmacist, my father throughout my childhood would always speak about how do we prevent the need for medications whenever possible. Wow. Right. And so then I'm like, oh, no wonder I was having those thoughts, even from a young age, and went and then went on to yeah, Bastyr University in Seattle, Washington to to do my naturopathic degree. And I also became very interested in women's health in particular. So I also trained as a midwife, at the same time. And it just felt like this was just meant to be. And then I ended up when I graduated, I I moved to the East Coast, I ended up moving to Manhattan in 2001, right after 9-11. And the thing is, is that when I was researching women's health during my training, I was researching fear of labor and how stress affects women in labor. And then I went and moved to Manhattan right after 9-11 and realized Maybe I can apply some of what I learned about women in labor to 
all humans at any point in time when they're exposed to stress. And so I continue to to implement and learn through the years of practice um, how to help people recover from stress. At the same time, I was also having migraines. I had migraines for 25 years. And I didn't talk about it, though. I felt like as a practitioner, I'm not supposed to have symptoms. I'm, I'm supposed to be able to solve this. I was helping other people with their migraines. And yet I couldn't solve my own migraines until just a few years ago. So it, it kind of pushed me to keep researching, keep learning, keep applying. And so I'm grateful now to look back how much I learned by solving my migraines and eventually getting them to go away. And in the process of that, developing my protocol for, for stress recovery that helps with many different health issues, including autoimmunity. Wow. I love that. I love how you were, you know, so ahead of the curve. Um, so many people who come on the show shifted, you know, because of their own health struggles. And you just kind of lived with yours on the side while you were on this path to begin with, which is amazing. I want to circle back and repeat 25 years of migraines. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's mm-hmm. amazing. And I, I love um, that, you know, what you're doing works with so many things, it's not migraine specific. It, it, and yes, I know you have helped so many people with autoimmunity as well. Mm-hmm. And even I've seen you help people get rid of HPV and mm-hmm. all kinds of issues, all those things that were sometimes unfortunately told or often told, you know, Oh, nothing you can do, but you know, surgical or medical or um, so I'm excited to, to get into the, the stress connection, obviously doing what I do. Uh, <laughs> you, you can't heal autoimmunity if you're not addressing stress. And I say all the time, you know, well, if you're on this planet, you're, you're experiencing chronic stress of some sort. And especially if you have a chronic illness or a chronic struggle. Um, but But let's get into... How do we know if that's a driver? How do we know, you know, mm-hmm. if if stress is a big player? Um, because mm-hmm. although I tend to say everybody experiences chronic stress, not everybody has a long term chronic illness because of it. So, so mm-hmm. how do we know? What do you? Where do we start? I love that question, and because a lot of times when you see when we look at underlying causes, right, from a naturopathic perspective, and from from what you do as well, it's, we'll look at, we'll say, well, we want to address things from an underlying cause, same thing with autoimmunity, to reverse it, we need to look at what caused it in the first place. And you might see a list of things, right, you might go, oh, well, there was, maybe there was a viral infection, maybe there was a medication exposure, antibiotics, for example, maybe there was, you know, like, there's a list of potential underlying causes, And on that list will be stress. Well, from my perspective, all of those things are stresses because when it comes down to it, ultimately, I I think of it as this concept of nature versus nurture, right? We always are, there's this age old dilemma is what, what causes our health issues? Is it all genetics or is it all our environment? And from what I see and, and what I read in the research is that um, actually genetics, even though we can have a genetic predisposition to autoimmunity, um, I definitely have a genetic predisposition to autoimmunity myself. I don't. 
<laughs> I don't. You know? well, so it's not 100%, right? It's not yeah. always the case. Um, but what the studies show is that actually the genetics play less than 20% of the role. And the environment is more of the determinant of what happens with our health. So what is environment? Well, environment is the various different stresses we're exposed to, whether it's psycho-emotional stress, whether it's toxins as a stress, whether it's an infection or an injury that's a stress on the physical body. Uh, you know, these are the stresses we're exposed to that then make us susceptible to the development of whatever health issue, including um, autoimmunity. And so to me, stress is absolutely the thing that needs to be looked at with autoimmunity in particular, because if we're not looking at the stress, then we're not truly looking at and identifying and addressing the underlying cause. I love that. That's amazing. And I always say when it comes to stress, well, all of them overlap and you just so mm-hmm. beautifully and eloquently, you know, I often, when I talk about toxins, mm-hmm. I talk about chronic stress as a toxin Yes, and then flip it, right? You just gave us the other side of that. Also toxin exposure that's not cleared is now a stressor. And so, you know, there's never one thing. And I, the way my mind works, I, you know, maybe this is all my sort of math and science background is I'm, I'm thinking of it as an equation to solve, you know? And so if I go, okay, well, if we're going to solve this equation for your health and end up helping you improve your health, then we need to look at what are the factors that are contributing. And even, you know, say a diet that's not healthy for you or is inflammatory is a stress on your system. Our bodies are, we have a built-in stress response system and it's not something we can stop having. That's just part of being human. We're going to be, our brain and our body is going to be looking for anything that's going to be a potential stress trigger and it's going to respond. So whether that's a food or a toxin, or maybe it's a lack of food, sometimes it's that we're sure. we're fasting too long or we're not sleeping enough or we're eating too Exercising much. Exercising too hard. Exactly. Yeah. Like I joke that there's such a thing as too much of a good thing. Yes. You know, it sounds like it's a good thing, but it could be too much of a good thing that ends up cause triggering a stress response. And once that stress response goes, now we have cortisol, our main stress hormone, trying to respond and protect us. We have adrenaline trying to respond and protect us. And that's a good thing. We want them to be responding. We want them to yes. exist. So it's not like we're, it's not black and white. It's not like we're going to say, well, you want zero cortisol or zero adrenaline. No, what you want is you want an optimal amount of cortisol and adrenaline at the right time of day at the right, you know, right amount of stress exposure. And it's the thing is, is when we're bombarded with all these various stresses that gets thrown off, it just, the cortisol gets out of balance. The adrenaline gets out of balance. Our stress response gets out of balance. And once that system's out of balance, then it's going to send the wrong signals. It's going to send a stress signal to the digestion, to the immune system, to the nervous system, to all the other hormones in the body. So it's like this ripple effect, right? So it's like the stress hits. And if it was just a single stress and we respond and we recover, that's a good thing. But if it's like bombarding now, it's scrambling the signals throughout your whole body over and over all the time until you can't even, you don't even know anything different. It's so normal to be constantly in a stress response. And then what I find, and this is what I research is 
how each of us has a unique pattern. Like we would assume we're all going to have the same, right? Like so many people assume, oh, we're all going to have high cortisol or we're all going to have high adrenaline. But actually in the research I do, it doesn't show that we are not all the same. We're very unique in the way our bodies respond to stress. So some of us, when we have a stress response, might end up with high cortisol, some with low cortisol, depending on time of day. Some have high adrenaline, some have low adrenaline. So we're not, we're not even, we can't even assume what our stress response is going to be. That's so informative because you hear people say, um, and we can get into, I might throw you under the bus with this. I, some, to me, sometimes it's semantics. People mm-hmm. get really, you know, oh, you know, they, they used to hear adrenal fatigue and now they don't like to call it adrenal fatigue or adrenal burnout because it's not really burnt out. <laughs> I, I say taxed or stressed because that's what we can see, right? High cortisol or cortisol in the toilet. Like it can be either can really- or. No, I, I say in, in my new book, I talk about that. I, I don't like to use the term fatigue, adrenal fatigue or exhaustion because it's it's not the case for everyone. So I, I use the term adrenal distress, which to me means the adrenals are in a distressed state. Now we have to figure out what that looks like for you. And, and to me, then the best way to do that is to measure the levels because we can actually, we don't have to guess. We can actually measure the cortisol measure the adrenaline and find out what adrenal stress, distress looks like for you. And the important part of this is the treatment is different. So it wouldn't really matter if the treatment was the same for everything. We'd be like, well, does everybody do the same treatment? But no, it's not. It's if the cortisol is too high, it's a different treatment than if the cortisol is too low. And if it's a different treatment, if the adrenaline is too high or too low, and not only that, but it requires a sequential treatment protocol. You can't address it all at once. So as much as we, you know, we would kind of, I think sometimes we'd like to just make things simple, right? We'd be like, okay, let's make it all adrenal fatigue and let's give everybody the same treatment. <laughs> it's, but it doesn't work. How many people no. are doing adrenal treatment and they're just not feeling better? Well, it's and weird. we're unique individuals, as you just said, all the way around anyway. How many people, I'm sure they do it to you. Oh, just yeah. tell me what you eat. I'll eat what you'll you eat, and I'll and I'm like no, because you're not mean. It's not going to work for you. Same yeah. thing, you know. It's it's yeah. the 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 sometimes the diagnosis is well, not sometimes. It's never the answer. <laughs> it it, yeah. it could be a direction, <laughs> but it's not the answer. It's usually um, just the label. But we're trained that way from the Western medical system, right? Yeah. Diagnosis equals pill, which we used to consider, you know, prescription was cure. And now we, we all know that's not the case, but yeah. it's hard to shed that mentality of like, okay, just what's the fix that one thing. I'm so glad you're mentioning this. Yeah. I mean, again, I grew up in the pharmacy, so I, I saw it over and over. Yeah. It's like you get, and sometimes we, we want that, right. We want the, the name for it and we want the pill to solve it. But when you start to realize that sometimes the pill doesn't actually solve it. It's just maybe just suppressing symptoms or, and it might end up causing more side effects. And so you're just, once we start to realize, wait a minute, I mean, yes, sometimes it helps to have, okay, I have this diagnosis. I'm going to take this pill to solve it. But if it becomes something chronic, like autoimmunity, now it's like, you're not solving anything (laughs) other than, (laughs) you know, putting a bandaid on a symptom. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And, and I always, here's my qualifier. I say it all the time. You just said it, but I'm going to reiterate clearly. There's a time and a place. Thank yeah. goodness we have pharmaceuticals and medication and emergency medicine. And yes. I always say Western medicine is acute care. You need acute care. That's where, that's where I'm going for sure. So it's not to criticize it or it's not to say we don't need it. We do. Um, But especially when it comes to something more chronic yeah, and that you're like, Hey, do I really want to live however many more decades of my life with this, these symptoms and being reliant on such and such medication. And then you start to think maybe there's another way. I mean, this was the case for me with the migraines. I was like, Hey, is there a way to solve this versus just figuring, oh, I'm going to be reliant on such and such medication? Um, I just wasn't willing to accept that. I was like, no, there's got to be a way that I can solve this. And it ended up, and I think this is true for autoimmunity as well, but migraines is a good example. There's multiple things to address. So it's not usually just one thing. You know, I needed to address my diet and figure out how to heal leaky gut, you know, not just eliminate foods, but heal my leaky gut so that I could shift the pattern. We needed to look at microbiome and go, okay, is there an issue? Is it out of balance? How do we solve that? Not just some quick fix. It needs to actually be rebalanced. Is there hormone imbalances? Is there neurotransmitter imbalances? Is there a toxin exposure? I figured out I was sleeping on a a memory foam mattress filled with formaldehyde. And I'm like, what am I doing to myself? sleeping in this toxins all the time and, and uh, flame retardants in the, in the mattresses. I'm like, okay, no more of that mattress. And so, but it wasn't just one thing that solved the migraines. I had to go on every level. And I think that sometimes um, people start to feel frustrated with themselves. Like, oh my gosh, how am I going to have to, what do I have to work on next? But I, I, if I can give any insight into that, it's just keep staying after because you're worth it. You're worth solving it. You're worth figuring it out. And it may take layers and, and working through multiple factors to get to the point where you can turn off the autoimmunity. Um, now, both my parents have autoimmunity and I've been able to help them both to let alone all of my patients that I help with autoimmunity. And, and, I, and it's, it's so amazing, right? To be able to see that this is possible to actually turn off the autoimmune process in the immune system. It doesn't have to be stuck that way. It does not have to be stuck that way. And I, I would have you say that a thousand times <laughs> because that that's exactly why I have the podcast, because I was one of those people, unfortunately, who, mm-hmm. when I was diagnosed and they said, oh, we're so sorry, Mm -hmm. you know, dot, 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 you know, your, your future is decline. Basically I believed them. I had Mm -hmm. no idea that that wasn't true. And I believed them for, for 11 years before I, it it was that same thing. I was like, wait a minute. You know, I was 10 prescriptions in, (laughs) I was on Mm -hmm. 10 prescriptions at once. You know, you know how that goes. I was taking prescriptions for my prescription for the side effects of the other prescriptions um, and declining as expected, because of course that was my mindset as well. Um, And, and that was it. It was like, what can I try? Mm And what else? This is clearly not the answer. What else can I try? 
Um, and, I, and I will say, I was thinking, I love that you said, you know, stick with it, you're worth it, um, which I find I'm sure you do too, mm-hmm. is a process for, for so many to learn um, that they are worth it and, and to really reinforce and kind of strengthen that muscle as they go as well. But you really, I mean, 25 years of searching for an answer and not giving up is beyond amazing. And look at the gift as, because as you're fixing yourself, you're serving more and more people. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And I love it. It's so rewarding. I mean, I, I, sometimes I joke, I have now all this information and experience in my brain and I want to be able to share it with people who are looking for that, who've been searching for answers and, and, and running into dead ends. And that's exactly why I wrote this book, the Master Your Stress Reset Your Health book, because I just feel like I want to put the information out there. I feel so grateful for, for you know, being able to solve this for myself that I want others to be able to have the information they need to solve it for themselves, too. And so I'm sad. So it's so rewarding to be able to help people. And I can't wait until the, the book is out. The book should be launching right, I'm guessing right after this airs, right around. And we're going to have a link in the show notes for you guys to pre-order. Um, I am super excited. Let's let's talk about it a little bit as you've touched on so many things. Like I could, <laughs> I could go down all the trails and we could be here for three hours, but I know we both have other stuff on our schedule. Um mm-hmm. Let's talk about the book in, you know, there are so many books on stress. Mm-hmm. So share with listeners, because um, I already know, but why is this different? What's different mm-hmm. about this book? Well, the one difference is it's it's written from a naturopathic doctor's perspective. And from, from my experience helping people recover from stress, I've been in practice now for 22 years. And uh, and you look yeah. 22, so you're doing something right. You guys get the book. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I've been, I mean, I've needed to implement everything along the way because of the migraines. Again, it kind of really pushed me to implement myself. And I think actually that's how I've prevented autoimmunity because I have every genetic predisposition to autoimmunity, but I I don't test positive for autoimmunity. And it's, um, I think because of these tools that I've been implementing along the way. And one other difference about this book is it's really helping you to understand how stress affects you individually. So it's not just talking about stress as something general, and it's not just talking about the things you might already guess, right? When you think of a book about stress, some people think, oh, it's probably going to tell me to to take deep breaths and meditate. And so you can almost feel like you know what the book's going to say. But this I do mention taking deep breaths and meditation in the book, but what I first do is help you to understand how, what is stress doing on a, you know, throughout our bodies, what kind of disruption can it cause? What are examples of stress, which we talked, touched on here. Mm -hmm. And then we look at, I guide you through a quiz to identify what I call your stress type. It's, it's how your body the pattern your body goes into when you're in what I call stress mode. Is your cortisol high or low? Is your adrenaline high or low? Because again, then I, in the, in the second half of the book, I can guide you through how to implement recovery from stress based on your stress type, because it's different for each, you know, if you're even, um, I use a acronym care 
which I um, is like with self-care. So the C is for clean eating. A is for adequate sleep. R is for recovery activities. And E is for exercise. And the thing is, is that care is going to be unique to each person based on their stress type and their where they are in their stress recovery. And I found that this was of all the because people come to me, I work with patients one on one by phone and in person and by zoom. And when they come to me, they've usually been dealing with a health issue for a long time and worked with many different practitioners. And so I also had to figure out what was missing in all the other approaches that they tried already. And this is what I found was missing. It wasn't individualized based on their stress type and it wasn't matching up with where they are in their stress recovery process. And when we can implement those two variables, now we can actually be successful using, it's using diet, it's using nutrients, it's using herbs, it's using natural approaches to help your body heal and recover. And I, the ultimate goal in the book is to become resilient to stress so that because it's not like we can avoid stress, right? Like some people think, well, you know, am I supposed to just have zero stress and that's impossible. So then they, they want to give up. (laughs) Why bother? Yeah. So I want to say it's not about having zero stress. It's not about giving up on your stress. It's about harnessing it about being present with it, embracing your body and how it responds to stress and figuring out, how do you create and use your self-care based on your stress type to ultimately become resilient to the stress you're exposed to? I love that. That's a, such a powerful tool. I'm thinking what keeps coming up for me, and I'm sure you see this too. I have people show up and they, they you mentioned it before. There's stress, the incredible stress level is their norm and they just don't feel it. They're not even aware. So Mm -hmm. can you, in our last few minutes, can we walk through, just briefly touch on some of perhaps the traits of the stress types or what they are Mm -hmm. so that people can realize like, oh, (laughs) wait, Mm -hmm. maybe she is talking to me. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well, for example, there's the stress magnet, which is a lot of us assume that we're this stress type where there's high cortisol and high adrenaline. And I have to say, Julie, I've seen more stress magnets in the past two years with this, with the pandemic, it's really raising, you know, this, the level of stress for people. And I'm seeing stress magnet pattern more often that high cortisol, high adrenaline, that person might be they actually might be very productive because they have that cortisol and adrenaline. So they tend to be people who have a lot of expectation and responsibility. They may work long hours. They are pushing, they're willing to push themselves, but at a certain point they start developing health issues. And sometimes it is autoimmunity because the, the system can only be pushed so hard before something starts to appear in terms of symptoms. Um, Another is the night owl and the night owl is similar to the stress magnet, except that they have high cortisol and adrenaline more in the evening or overnight. And so now they often are either working late. And so they end up not getting enough sleep because they're working late um, or they're waking up there's They can't get to sleep or they're waking up early. So it's this, it starts to shift their sleep patterns. And so these, again, it's, it's understanding that those two different patterns require slightly different treatment and timing of their treatment during the day to really get the most recovery. 
I'm like classifying my clients as, as you go through of like, Ooh, he fits in that basket. She fits mm-hmm. in that basket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's the, the blah and blue, which I, a lot of times find myself in the blah and blue when I test my cortisol and adrenaline levels. And mm-hmm. I, um, which is the low cortisol and low adrenaline, um, where, you know, where the adrenal glands just can't keep up anymore and the yep. levels drop. And you just feel like, why am I tired all the time? And my mood is down and how am I going to keep up? And, and I, I also see this a lot with, with moms, you know, it's very, I think um, the stress of being a parent, especially moms, there's a lot on our shoulders. My daughter's 19 now. So I'm congratulations. um, (laughs) My baby's 22. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. There you go. It's it's an accomplishment. (laughs) It is, but it's a lot when you have children, it's, it's, and it can be very draining. Um, Well, and and that was one of the reasons, and I know we're, we're not Mm -hmm. done with them yet, but um, the blonde blue makes me think of that mom with autoimmunity, mm-hmm. right? And you may not be thinking adrenals or cortisol or stress because you've been told that fatigue goes with your diagnosis and you've been told, mm-hmm. well, you're a mom, of course you're tired and mm-hmm. you're blue because you have chronic illness. And so we kind of outsource, you know, like, oh, this fits mm-hmm. that category. I'm not going to look further down. Um, And so I see that one a lot in my moms as well, uh, Mm -hmm. because, you know, and again, they're not thinking, you know, Mm -hmm. they've been told that's typical for their diagnosis and nobody has looked underneath. And most practitioners are not going to address this situation. They don't test a cortisol or adrenaline and they don't, they don't, they're not trained in how to use nutrients or herbs or how to help the adrenal glands recover. So it's not just know that it's not something the usual rheumatologist right. or neurologist is even going to mention to you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So there's more mm-hmm. would be other than the, the blonde blue. There's a, Oh yes. There's also the, there's the tired and wired and the sluggish and stressed. <laughs> and, um, and the thing here is where you, you know, they have either high cortisol, low adrenaline or, low cortisol, high adrenaline. And so these can have slightly different patterns where maybe the person feels tired because their cortisol is low, but they feel kind of like heart racy and their mind's racing and they feel anxious because the adrenaline's high, for example. So we need to rebalance those. And, And here again is the key that you know, sometimes it's tempting when we see a low cortisol to start to support the cortisol right away. But I've learned from patients that that's not a good idea, especially if you have high adrenaline, because most times if we support the cortisol, we support adrenaline too at the same time. And now the person feels worse. So if you've tried supporting your adrenals and you felt worse, it's probably because you didn't, you weren't addressing the adrenaline first and, and, or the neurotransmitters. It also can I find it's really or hormones or <laughs> any of the, the other things, yeah. right? That's oh. why it has to be. I, I talk about in the book, my stress recovery protocol, which is three phases. And if we just jump into phase two before addressing phase one and phase one, it's really about what I call getting out of stress mode. So ultimately these stress types is what happens when you're in stress mode your body is like trying to adapt and help you, but it ends up in this out of balanced place. And so we need to help the body get out of stress mode first. If the 
if the cortisol is too high, we need to get it down. If the adrenaline is too high, we need to get it down. If we, as, as you're saying, if there's things that are depleted, even nutrients that are depleted, we need to correct that because otherwise, if we just try to make too quick of changes, as tempting as it is, the person might actually feel worse because their body's not ready for that. They have to get out of stress mode and then we can help the rest of the recovery process to happen. So I hope that helps. But yeah, it's like, it's, it's if you've been struggling, you know, it's it, it may just help you figure out what was missing. And this is exactly why what you shouldn't do is listen to this podcast and say, oh, I'm stressed. I'm going to go run out and order an adrenal support or run to the health food store and grab adrenal support because you need to know exactly, you know, where you are, what that balance is. And, and again, it's the same as that's that give me a pill mentality. No, we need to fix what's driving that to begin with in order to get the best results. Um, So I, again, I'm so excited for your book to come out. I think I'm going to just gift one to every one of my one-on-one clients because um, it is, I, I joke, I have said, I have been referred, you've probably seen this too. I, I've, because as you said, the, the, the clients I work with one-on-one for the most part, unless they're referred by their functional medicine doc quickly. Um, they've been looking for years, right? They've tried Mm -hmm. this, they've tried that. And I have had people show up on my doorstep Mm -hmm. with their correct diet dialed in that's taken them years and doctors and tests and, Mm -hmm. you know, experimenting to figure out. Nobody has shown up with their stress management routine dialed in (laughs) where that's no longer a driver of inflammation. I mean, to me, it is, it's the biggest driver, mm-hmm. because again, like you said, all of those other things are stressors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you mentioned a word I want to, I want to highlight, use the word resilience mm-hmm. and that's health. Like that's wellness. That's what it's all about. We are always going to be bombarded. There's always going to be an opportunity and we want to have our body be able to bounce back and manage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that bounce back. Yes, that's exactly what we want because it's not going to go away. You know, we're going to have say, you know, something come up with our, our children, our parents, our loved ones. There's some, you know, some things can, things are going to happen. We can't avoid all stress, but what we can do is be prepared in knowing what we, knowing your, what your pattern is, what happens to your cortisol and adrenaline when you're under stress now you know exactly what to go to to quickly recover instead of having it get end up causing a health issue, right? Like how do we address it in the moment so you can bounce back and and become resilient to the stresses that come along? And that's, you know, that's what I teach you. But having the care in place, having your self-care routine in place is essential. So that means, you know, like you were mentioning diet, you know, fine tuning, what are the dietary changes that are going to help keep your blood sugar balanced and keep your inflammation down? And, you know, then you you've got that, you know what to do. The funny thing is, when we're most under stress, we tend to forget about ourselves. Oh, yes, <laughs> totally. Right? It goes yep. out the window. 
(laughs) I did a podcast interview with somebody else who's in this field a couple of weeks ago, and he was super stressed and not doing any of his health care and aware, you know, this is what I do for a living. It is the human tendency tendency to do that. It just is. So we have to have them in place as routine or I've had clients say that all the time, like with breathing, you know, oh, no, I'm not doing it, you know, every night or every day. I'm doing it when I need it. And I'm like, no, you're not because you don't have it in your pocket when you need it unless you're doing it as routine. And that's what you're talking about is really supporting yourself that way. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, because otherwise it feels like one more thing on the to-do list and and our to-do list is already too long and we're already stressed about it. So we need to have it set so that it's not a it's not another to do. It's just integrated into your day. It becomes your norm of, Hey, and, and I think back to this, you're worth it. Like to realize I, I have to take care of myself in order to be able to show up for others in order to be able to go for my passion and my goal. I have to be taking care of myself and my health or else nothing else is really ultimately going to get there because at some point your health is going to tell your body's going to tell you it needs attention. I, I say, sometimes it's like, you know, if someone was running a marathon. We expect that they're going to need to stop to get some water and stop to take one of those little fuel shots or, you know, like they you right. expect that with a, someone right. who's running a marathon, but we, sometimes we, we don't expect that we need that. We, right. we think, oh, I'm supposed to be able to get through the day without food or water or going to the bathroom or, you know, it's, <laughs> no, we, we're, yeah. we're, we live in human bodies and we can't go to the body store and get another one. This is the human body that I live in. So I need to, and we don't come with an instruction manual either. Yes. So it's not like, you know, it doesn't say, oh, here's what to do to take care of this body. We have to figure it out along the yeah. way. How do I feed this body? How, how often does it need to be fed? How often does it need to sleep? How, you know what I mean? Like, let's figure out what your body needs so that you can go be running your marathon of life and, and keeping up with it versus crashing at some point along the way. I love that. Run your marathon of life. <laughs> so I know how I would answer this for you, but I'm not going to, I'm going to behave myself. What is one step that listeners can take today to improve their health? Ah, well, you could definitely order the book. That this, was what I was going to say. Order the book. This, this is it right here. This is beautiful. This is an early copy that I got the Master Your Stress, Reset Your Health book, which is available everywhere that, that you might want to order books from and then definitely come and tell me on my book pre-order page that you ordered it because I have thank you gifts for you and support so that you can really start already implementing learning about self-care from the perspective of addressing your your stress type like because that's the thing it's one thing to know how to do self-care in general but it's another thing to know, how do I do it based on what my body needs based on my stress type? And so I'm going to be, you know, giving you extra support to do that along with the book. And I just, I'm so looking forward to having you all join me in this. And so you can tell me, you know, your experiences and how it's going for you. Amazing. Oh my gosh, guys, get it, get the book and take advantage. You know, Dr. Donnie works one-on-one and those of us that do that, we can only support so many people at a time. So an opportunity for any kind of extra support with the book 
is, is a huge gift. It's a tremendous gift. So I, I'm so excited for that. So before we wrap up, links will be in the show notes, but where's the, the number one best place for listeners to find you? Well, my website is drdonnie.com, which is, you can either just do D-R-D-O-N-I.com or you can spell it out, D-O-C-T-O-R-D-O-N-I.com. And I'm on social media as Dr. Donnie Wilson. Um, so you can find me there as well. I'd love to connect with each of you and and really give you hope on this path of healing autoimmunity. I'm so glad, Julie, that you're there helping them because it's it's definitely possible. I see it every day with my patients. Those autoantibodies can turn off. Your body yep. can heal. And, and so I know that it's possible for you too. And we're here for you to do that. Hope you do that. Dr. Donnie, thank you so much. You have shared some amazing gold with listeners today. So happy to have had you here. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. And I look forward to staying in touch. Absolutely. And for everyone listening, remember, you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you had a great time and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guest. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.